After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Today is November 30, 2005. This is Evan's Journal coming to you live from Honolulu, Hawaii. Today's journal is titled, Get a Discount on Your Cell Phone, and we've got a lot more to talk about since this is probably the only journal for this week. Um, the reason I titled this, Get a Discount on Your Cell Phone, is I recently got a new cell phone from T-Mobile, and it's kind of a long, roundabout story. What happened is I decided to upgrade to the BlackBerry because I wanted to have email functions so I can email people. I Now I'm, I'm out of the office quite a bit, so it's more urgent, I guess, that I keep a track of, of the emails. Some are a little bit more timely than others. But I think more than anything else, I kind of just wanted another gadget. So I went to T-Mobile, and I talked to them because I wanted to get a discount. And they told me, okay, you... This is the discount that you get, which is basically the same thing they're showing on the website. And here's the deal. If you're going to get another cell phone and you haven't upgraded in a while, you haven't changed your plan in a while, they will negotiate with you. The only issue is that you have to get past the initial salesperson and end up at the supervisor and then work on negotiating with that supervisor because the first person can't really do anything. So long story short, they were telling me that I could only get a $299 phone, a $100 rebate, so it would be $199 with a two-year extension. Actually, he told me with a two-year extension, it would be $274 plus a $100 rebate, which was $174. I told him, I think you can go $75 to $80 below that price because new activations can sometimes do that type of thing. And then also, I went to the what they call an indirect uh, dealer, which are those stores that sell T-Mobile and other phones and plans and so on, but they're not necessarily company stores. And they were get, kind of giving me the scoops also. So long story short, this guy's telling me he couldn't do it. Finally, he says, you know what? This is what I can do. I can get it to you for $114, and there's no rebates to deal with, but then you'll do a two-year contract. Fine. That sounded good to me. So it ended up being, what, $50 less than his best deal? Or actually, more than that. What was that? $60 less than his best deal. So if you're looking to get another cell phone, I would definitely negotiate. And the negotiation was on the phone with their customer service in wherever they were in, probably somewhere in the mainland. But that's probably your best bet. Uh, Chef Alan Wong of Alan Wong's Restaurant in the Pineapple Room came in and interviewed the other day. And it's it's always really interesting to talk to these people that you think, oh, they're just a chef. Maybe they just cook, and that's kind of the extent of it. But I'll tell you what, Chef Alan Wong has an just an unbelievable sense of business. I mean, his restaurant basically from the first week has been maxed out, max capacity. And they continually open new restaurants kind of with the same formula and they all do very, very well. So 
If you're wondering on the business side of running a restaurant and what it takes, I would definitely get a chance to listen to that Alan Wong interview once it's available. Tomorrow we have an interview with Kevin Sipniewski. I hope I pronounced that right. He's the CEO of Assist Guide, which is a um, web-based service company that I guess somehow links up uh, service providers and government and and elderly people of some sort. I'm not even sure, really. Anyways, this is a project that is being done in conjunction with Highbeam. Carnett Williams, who is the CEO, or what do you call it, executive director of Highbeam, approached me on this. He wanted to do a best practices for entrepreneurs that Highbeam mentors, and he wanted to interview all of the Highbeam entrepreneurs and find out the nitty-gritty. So, Everything from developing a term sheet to corporate finance to a lot of the nitty-gritty stuff that we really don't get into in this show, we're hopefully going to get into tomorrow. I think Peter Kay from Titan Key Software will be joining us. His company is also a high-beam company, and we're going to be recording for about two hours. So I'll give you the updates on that. Maybe we can make some of that available also for our listeners. I don't know. If you're interested in that, though, you can email us or go to the site and contact us. And, yeah, we'll, we'll take care of that at that time. The next topic on the list is called Do What You Say You're Going to Do. Do what you say you're going to do. Now, i got to tell you what. I am absolutely sick and tired of people telling me they're going to do something and they don't do it. I would much rather them tell me I can't do it or I need more time, or whatever it is, then not do it, and then hide from me. <laughs> Carrie told me, like, the ironing board. I guess I told her I was going to do the ironing board, and I forgot to do it. So I am susceptible to this as well. But anyways, absolutely pathetic thing happened recently. I'm dealing with this organization. I'll leave the names out, and a lady... Actually, it's a younger woman. And we ended up meeting because we were trying to figure out a joint project together. And I said, you know, what's the time frame that you're looking at? She said, oh, probably a couple weeks. I said, okay, so great. She said, I'll put the proposal together and I'll get it to you in about two weeks. I said, great. So then we left the meeting. Everything sounded great. Uh, I I gave her a call the next day because I was trying to find out on something. No call back. I emailed her. No email back. Every... Every week, I called or emailed for four weeks. Finally, I'm fed up with this already. I called the president of that organization, asked if if, um, if they could get in touch with this lady. She said, okay, uh, I'll do it. Nothing. So finally, I emailed that person, and I emailed their president as in the CC, and I said, you know, out of professional courtesy, it would be nice if you would call um, call back or let me know if we're still doing this project or if we're not doing the project. All I need to know is whether we're doing it or not. And it's pretty sad that I leave messages and emails and you can't respond. So guess what? Today I get an email response. And in that email response, it says... Let me find it. I'm going to find that email for you guys and read it to you. This is taking me a little while here. Oh, here it is. It says, Evan, I'd been traveling and we're in the middle of retail season right now, which equates to a busy season for us at work. 
First off, it's I've, I apostrophe V-E. I mean, proof your email. And I have not received any of your emails until last week. All right, what about the calls? I'm usually very good about returning my emails. Yeah, maybe just not this one, huh? What we do in blank is on a voluntary basis. We can't fulfill these projects on a short time frame as dictated by you as I advised you so-and-so and so-and-so. First off, it wasn't my time frame. I just asked what the time frame was. And this lady is the one that gave me the two weeks. And here's the thing beyond that. I don't even care about that so much. All I know is that if I'm going to leave you a message, can you call back? You want to talk about busy. I'm running three companies. I'm chairing two organizations. And we have a newborn. And you want to tell us about busy? That is a bad excuse. Let me finish the email. If anyone else would like to take on the project, I'm sure you'll be contacted soon. Otherwise, I'm politely bowling out of this project. It's bowing out. B-O-W-I-N-G, not B-O-W-L-I-N-G. Is that bowling? I mean, is you have a ball? What the hell? I'm not sure I want to work with someone who just sent me the email below. And I'll read you the email that I sent. I sent the email to this person. I still have not heard from you. If you are not the one handling this or do not want to do it anymore, then out of professional courtesy, you should at least return my call. That's pretty sad when I have to call an email four times and no one responds. Now, is that so bad? Am I offending you so much? Well, tough it. I guess you got to deal with it. But anyways, the purpose of this story is, as business people... And you can be the judge of this one yourself. Don't you appreciate it much more if someone just tells you, I can't do it, or I need more time, instead of giving you excuses after they didn't call you back? I mean, not calling back is the worst. It's much worse than just giving um, an excuse. So, that's pretty sad. And if that's the way that that she does business, I can't imagine she's going to be doing very well. So that's my rant and rave in this podcast because I was going to write it in the email, but I decided not to. And that was on very firm uh, suggestion from Carrie because, trust me, I wanted to write that email. But I'm sucking it up and just talking about it instead. All righty. Meetings this week. Updates on the meetings. Uh, I met with Dwayne Crisu the other day, went over the progress of this. Uh, Dwayne has been very, very helpful. He's been very um, positive on this whole thing, and you know we appreciate that. One thing that's uh, interesting is that when I was talking to him, I said, you know, what, what are you thinking about this? Because 80, probably 85% of the conversation is me talking. And part of that, I think, is just that he's kind of quiet, but... Another part of it may be because I talk a lot. And he said, you know what, Evan? If you told me three months ago that this is the progress you guys would be at, I would have told you BS. So I take that as a compliment. Uh, meetings with Clint Arnoldis and Blen Fujimoto at Central Pacific Bank on Friday. We need to go over some things. I need to update them on progress and talk about a couple of other issues here. Um I guess I would mention it, but no, I'm not going to. 
And then I have a meeting with Kevin Matsuura over there at Central Pacific Bank because Kevin had a number of um, clients that he thought would be good for our show. I wanted to talk to him more about that, kind of get his feedback, and get a feel for how the bankers are thinking. So that's the meetings and everything set up for this week. Uh, hopefully it's a good week. And Thursday is kind of the magic day for Star Bulletin thing. I'll f- inform everyone how that goes so far. Uh, once I find out, hopefully I find out on Friday. I'm sure if it's good news, I'll find out on Thursday. But if it's not, then I'll probably have to call and find out on on Friday. Okay, that's it for Evans Journal. Um, check us out this weekend at 1 p.m., I believe, is the show. It is... Uh, on Saturday, and this weekend's show is Dean McPhail and Greg Meyer and Chris Lee. Dean McPhail and Greg Meyer are the coffee partners Hawaii, which own and run Starbucks and Jamba Juice. They just did a hundred million dollars in sales for the year. And Chris Lee was the former president of TriStar Pictures and Columbia Pictures, who now runs the Academy of Creative Media at UH. So these are excellent, excellent shows. If you miss it on the radio, don't worry, catch it online. Or subscribe. Subscribe in iTunes or whatever podcatcher you have. That way you don't even have to come to our site. It'll just come directly to you. So thank you folks for joining us again, and I will talk to you folks soon.